everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we haven't seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Bradley. I'm Albert. And we are kicking things off today with Mosquito. Alright, what's it about? We should mention off the front here that we had like a failed recording of the beginning of this. Should we, Are we going to try to make the same jokes again, Bradley? No, not at all. We're going to make new jokes. Because we didn't make it all the way through. We made it, like, what, two sentences in? Mm-hmm. We did the setup, is all. So we know the setup. I we think still have should... yet to watch the movie. Therefore, it still falls under the rules. I you think we watch... should try for new jokes, though. Well, yeah. A group of unsuspecting campers are faced with a threat from which no amount of bug spray can protect them. I'd like to point out that we've been in front of both those points already. In this sci-fi horror thriller. No, it says unsuspecting campers, really. Mm-hmm. I, I know that this is going to be a movie with a bunch of 20-somethings. Yep. Okay. In fact, I think that that's pointed out later on in the review. I would enjoy it if this wasn't about 20-somethings and was maybe like about a Boy Scout troop. Or a family. Or a family. There have been a few families, and I think there might... I think I may have seen, like, one that's, like, a... Not, like, Boy Scouts, but Scouts. There's Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, but those are all high schoolers. Okay? I want, like, Boy Scouts. I want, like, 12-year-old kids taking down... Taking on, at least, some kind of ancient evil thing. There was an uh, episode. There was a... One of the Friday the 13th movies actually has the camp functioning... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the campers are there, but at least actually following the rules of Jason Voorhees, he goes in there, kind of looks around at the sleeping kids, and just leaves. Good. Because he's not a child murderer. He's a murderous child. Yes. An alien spacecraft, as opposed to all of our spacecraft, which we do have. Uh, crash, uh, no! <laughs> crash lands in a state park near a lake. Not yeah. nothing to do with <laughs> nothing related to these campers. It's a completely different state park. Why did they mention that it's a state park? Like what? Of all the details to give us, actually, is crashing in a state park, people would kind of be on top of that. Okay, because we look after those to avoid. I mean, a lot of campgrounds are in state parks. I think the Blackwater Forest is where I go camping a lot. That's technically a some kind of a protected state area. This spaceship crashed in the state park near a lake. Yeah, it did. And several hungry mosquitoes. Maybe that's the lake. I, I understand now. They're saying it crashed in the state park. And you're wondering, why in the state park are they not emptying out their standing water, really? Because they know that that's what you need to do for mosquito management. But there's a lake in the state park. Yep. They, they thought, like, people might see that plot hole and not believe in this movie about killer mosquitoes. So they plugged up that hot plot hole. That one. They feed on the blood of the mos- the hungry mosquitoes. <laughs> Cannibal mosquitoes. Several hungry mosquitoes feed on the blood of the deceased spacemen. They're a bunch of hungry ladies. They, they soon mutate to many times their normal size. They're like an inch long. And can no longer fly. Mosquitoes are tiny. They are. I mean, there's some big mosquitoes. But it's, I mean, like mosquito hops, but still... It would be fun if in one of these movies the like the mechanics of flight was actually taken into account. They're like they are giant mosquitoes, so but like they the are giant also ground movies, They can no longer move. Yes, 
And their legs are not strong enough to lift them, so they're just kind of there. Megan, a biology student, and her boyfriend Ray are startled when a bug crashes into their windshield. A mosquito the size of a bald eagle. That's fairly large, yeah. Megan and Ray soon join forces with Parks, the bumbling park ranger named Parks. That's his name, Brantley. Yeah, it is. Is that nominative determinism at its worst? Not the worst, but it's still bad. Earl, a survivalist with a criminal past. Okay. And his pal, Junior, to do battle with the swarm of ever-expanding bugs. Now, is expanding like their uh, range, or are they just getting bigger? Are we gonna have a mosquito kaiju? I want to believe that the bugs just keep getting bigger. Trying to get a Godzilla mosquito. I'm trying to get like these again. These bugs just get so big they can't move. I mean, there's Skeetera, but still. What is Skeetera? It's a monster from uh, the Godzilla series, which was a kaiju or mosquito kaiju whose ability was to drink the blood of other monsters and gain their abilities. That's interesting. Yeah, it was in a uh, episode that was made found footage style, and you get to see like. Two minutes of it, course the over the course of the episode. Oh, but what did it look like the other monsters? No, it just had their powers. Oh, so okay. like it drank from Godzilla and started shooting fire out of its face. It was indestructible, apparently. Nah, because that's one of God's, Godzilla's powers. Anyway, next up we have a mosquito man, Jim Crawley. Now is this a metaphor, and he's just kind of a leech on society, or? Yeah, no, that's it. Okay. It's just like we've taken a really hard left turn into drama now. <laughs> Jim Crawley is having a really bad day. He gets fired from his job at the nuclear power plant. His car is towed. He discovers his wife is having oh an affair. This as bad as Eddie Brock. Then, a kind man who saves his life turns out to be an evil scientist. Man, I just can't win today. <laughs> That last one seems kind of out of left field, kinda, even for the bad day he's having. He's just kind of petty. First of all, what like he he gets fired, his car was towed, mm-hmm. and his wife was having an affair. What happened that he needed to have his life saved? Uh, he's probably going to jump off a bridge. Was he okay? That's what I was going to wonder. Is he committing suicide? I imagine. I mean, that's a really really bad day. His whole life just fell apart in, within the twenty four hour period. It gets better, man. Like. I think I think he he needs to take a breath. He'll be okay. Except for because like committing suicide just gets you saved by evil scientists who you thought were kind people. The more you know. Jim is abducted by the scientist and infected with a deadly mosquito-borne virus that is spreading across the planet. The Zika virus. Yeah, this is. I don't think... I wonder if the people who wrote this virus understood what mosquito-borne illness means. Or malaria. Yeah, like, there's a lot of them. Or They're just any normal the, sicknesses. Yeah, there's a bunch. Which is, again, brought up in the Godzilla the series where one scientist is, like, freaking out. And he's like, do you know how many diseases this mosquito can carry? And one's like, uh, 23 or 24, if I remember right. So I thought it was, like, three. Turns out all those years of exposure to nuclear radiation and rabid mosquito DNA 
don't mix very well. Wait a minute. Yeah, I like, like the idea that he said both. And then also the virus just kind of triggered something. Yeah, okay. It's a mosquito-borne virus. Yeah. But it's also a virus that affects mosquitoes and gives them rabies. Are they also, like, do they... Rabid mosquito... Was he trying to give him a virus that would, like, kill the mosquitoes when they bite him? Because he doesn't sound like an evil man if he's doing that. That sounds like a good idea, actually. Like, maybe the whole kidnapping thing is not cool because they wouldn't give him human test subjects, but still. Turns out all... <laughs> Here's of exposure. Yeah, so, also, what is this nuclear power plant yeah, doing exposing really, him to nuclear... Like, really they're bad safety. supposed to be shielding and stuff. Unfortunately for the scientist and anyone else who ever wronged Jim, vengeance comes in the form of the half-man, half-mosquito. Who cannot fly. Who cannot, no, yeah. And is a male mosquito, so he doesn't drink blood. Do you think he started with the tow truck driver? What? Do you think he started with the tow truck driver? I mean, it's everyone, right? Everyone who ever wronged him. So that bully from the third grade is going down. (laughs) I think that, I mean, narrative convenience says that it's just going to be the people who've wronged him in the movie. I know. Like the boss that yelled at him and said, You're fired! You shouldn't drop plutonium rods back into the, the reactor that quickly. We told you to stop carrying them with your hands. What's wrong with you? You could cause a nuclear meltdown. It's like, that guy's going down. <laughs> when his wife had an affair because, like, she couldn't take the horrible radiation burns that he had on his face. Because of how bad he was at his job. The guy who I just like the way it tingles, honey. He's rubbing plutonium on his The guy face. who towed his car is just doing his job. Jim Crawley, not a good guy. Yeah. Finally, we have Mosquito Squadron. Oh, I see that name at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is comes to us courtesy of our dear IMDb recap writer, KGF Vissers. The myth, the legend. Possibly the man, but we don't know. No, I, I didn't want to gender them. Squadron leader Quint Monroe, an RAF pilot in World War II, has a hard time dealing with the presumed death in action of fellow squadron leader David Scotty Scott, whose family practically raised him when he was orphaned. So they were like brothers. My goodness, does that first sentence go on forever? So this is like the first half of Pearl Harbor? I haven't seen Pearl Harbor the movie. Good, it's super boring. So, Quint Monroe. Yep. Presumed death in action of Scotty Scott, David. David Scotty Scott. David Scotty Scott. Is almost like a brother to him. Yeah, because they were raised together. Because they were raised together by Scotty Scott's family. Yes. When David Quint Monroe was orphaned. There's no David there. Leader Quint Monroe was orphaned. There you go. Scotty is David. There Quint you go. Is Quint. <laughs> RAF Air Commodore Hufford. Wow. Is it Air Commodore a real thing? I don't know, but it sounds awesome. I'm Air Commodore Hufford. Air Commodore Hufford has a crucial task for Quint, who is no longer serving in the squadron. A reconnaissance flight... Over the Chateau de Charlon, of Castle, in occupied France, where the Nazis are probably developing a new generation of flying bombs. Bats. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pigeons with M80s tied to their feet. 
look, the British tried to do this thing with rats with, like, the explosive shoved inside of them. Yeah, there was the, uh, wasn't it a cat bomb? Yeah, it was the, uh... Under the assumption that the cats would fly away from the water? They trained them, but it's like, cats are afraid of water, so they'll aim away from the water and go for the ship. The problem, other than animal cruelty, is the G-forces knock the cats out. I even even under those circumstances, I feel like the cats probably wouldn't be great at piloting missiles. I mean, you can in theory train them. They train a pigeon to fly a missile. Okay. The defenses are indeed suspiciously tight on this castle, occupied by Nazis. Occupied by Nazis. <laughs> Tighter than you would expect. Well known for the laissez-faire attitudes. Of the castle occupied by Nazis. And Quinn... No, sorry. When analyzed, the photos show the castle grounds harbor an underground launching tunnel. Okay, it's a great camera. Goes through the ground. Eh, maybe it's some kind of, like, thumper ground pound view? I don't know. It's World War II. It is World War II. And Quint gets a nearly impossible precision. Top secret mission. I like KGF Visser. I th- I'm imagining KGF Visser's at his or her keyboard writing this out. It writes out, impossible mission. Then it goes back, like, nearly impossible mission. Adds in the word precision. Impossible precision mission. Nope. Impossible precision top secret mission. Yes. And then they're like, okay, we got it. <laughs> colon <laughs> here's the mission select and train a team in only 10 days do they have no one who else is trained yeah at all here's 10 rookies <laughs> pick among them train them they don't even know how to fire a weapon are you serious they've right they've never now? even seen a plane they're all from you know the fields they're um, aboriginals from australia no look you have uh you're gonna have to teach them english you have uh, 10 days and uh Get to it. These are... You have to train these babies to walk in 10 days. Here are your recruits. They're all pregnant women. They're inside the women. You have 10 days. Well, now that we've reached the realm of absurdity, let's continue. There's a further back option where he has to create his own team with the ten women. (laughs) That's a whole different kind of movie, Al. We don't have time for that. (laughs) That's the parody. (laughs) The the parody of Mosquito's Quadrant. Those are different kinds of bloodsuckers. When the French underground believes the first launch is planned to quote-unquote aim a new type of bouncing bomb into the tunnel. Yeah, it's not really aiming. You just kind of hope. To blow up the whole Luftwaffe in installation. Wait. Who's doing this bomb? The French. But they believe the first launch. Oh, oh, I see. They so they they when they believe the first launch is planned yeah. to aim they okay, I misunderstood the construct of the sentence. They have to aim this bomb in before the launch. Mm-hmm. To blow up the whole Luftwaffe installation. Yeah. So when the bomb's coming out their bomb hits. Yeah, the explodes. bomb is going to come out in 10 days. He has to procreate in that amount of time and create fully grown soldiers. No wonder they use mosquitoes. They breed so fast. That's <laughs> tying in with the mosquito theme. <sighs> Quint falls in love with Scotty's young widow, Beth Scott. It is Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Michael Bay steals from a lot of unknown movies. Like, 
His movie, um, uh, what is the one with the clones? Is a ripoff of a different cloning movie, essentially. So that's possible. Quint falls in love with Scotty's young widow, Beth Scott, whose crippled brother, Flight Lieutenant Douglas Sheldon, is on his team. It's like the most closely related... Wait, 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 okay. He has... His mission is nearly impossible. Precision in top secret. And he takes a cripple? Let's not shame those of lesser walking ability. But yes. I that That is a little bit... Also, like, of the people that he selected for his team, that he has 10 days to train, he's also got the widow of the dude who was his brother, who was killed. Seems like that's kind of a conflict Is she on the team? I, I mean, he, he, she's with okay, them. Yeah, I guess. He falls in love with her in these 10 days that he has. Fair enough. Res- I mean, can he not show some respect for David Scotty Scott? I mean, we don't know how long he's been dead. I think long it's been for, fairly recent. It's long enough for him to leave the squadron. Death in action. So, like, within the span of World War II, it's been less than five years. Anyway, her, her brother is on his team. After dis- the... After the... After the... Dis- I can't say after the Gestapo. Hey. After the Gestapo catches and tortures, tortures a French underground member... The Luftwaffe drops a film showing the castle being filled with captured RAF men. One of which is to Quint and Doug Shock. Scotty! Not dead at all! Causing a dilemma for which Quint presents an even more daring solution. To be prepared in a few days. See on the mosquitoes down in the way, everyone? What now? Mosquito, man! How is there mosquito? Yeah, they're they're just gonna they're gonna give everybody malaria, and then they're gonna distribute the cure for malaria to only the RAF guys. There you go, master tactician, <laughs> good old Quint. <sighs> it's the real reason he's not on the squadron anymore is because he had horrible plans. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. We'll release the mosquitoes. I'm also thinking about the Gestapo find out that they're going to bomb them, and they're like they're not they don't put up anti aircraft guns or anything. They don't install more heavy protection they're just like well we got your guys <laughs> you don't want to bomb your guys do you and then that wasn't even enough like it had to be specifically this one dude who they thought was dead they're, they wouldn't have cared about the other RAF guys but Scotty yeah. David Scotty Scott it's Scotty man yes he'll beam you up <laughs> I'd, I'm, I'm glad that Quint does decide to try to spare these guys life and not after seeing Scotty, Scotty to death man. and get his widow is he in love with Scotty's widow yeah is he really or is he in love with Scotty oh the twist he's got that picture it's like Scotty remember the best of us remember that time we played beach volleyball on the beach of Normandy beach of Normandy I don't know. Did they play beach volleyball on the beaches of Normandy? I don't know. <laughs> now when this was going on, probably. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy World War II film that's just about them slacking off. So basically, Hogan's Heroes. I, I can't see that in like a Hot Shots prequel movie or something where they're storming the beaches of Normandy and then you just paint over some guys playing shirtless beach volleyball. Mel Brooks, we have your next movie. Get on it. Uh, that'll do it for this week on Two Weird Didn't Watch. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you like this uh, podcast, you should consider supporting us on Patreon. For as little as two dollars a month, you can get access to our uh, exclusive patron member episodes. Uh, so consider doing that, and we will see you guys next week, hopefully, with another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Bye.